Welcome to Grappling Real. I'm your host, Chris Parker, and today we have a very special guest, Coach uh, Tony Matias, a Krav Maga instructor and co-owner of the gym Conquer Self-Defense. Uh, welcome, Coach. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So, um, you know, I just started coming around this gym. I, I've met you guys at a Fuji Gym tournament, and, uh, you know, you welcomed me over here, and I just got here, and wow, man, I, I have to say, uh, I've been really impressed with the positive atmosphere, the, the good vibes, and, uh, you know, it's just been an enjoyable time uh, coming to your gym. I was wondering, how have you been able to create this environment in such a short period of time? Because you guys just opened up, you know, about a year ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm looking at meeting the parents, seeing the kids, and, like, everybody's having such a good time. And uh, that, I don't, I don't see that all the time at gyms anyways. And you guys have done it, and you've done it rather quickly. So, how have you been able to do that? Um so first of all, thanks for coming. Uh, seriously, like having you here is uh, is uh, humbling for us. This is awesome, man. Um, we've all been kind of like buzzing about having you coming in, rolling with us, jumping into the classes. It's awesome. Thanks, man. Um, how did this happen? Um, you gotta so you, you, you sun, moon, and stars have to align. You know, um, I've been a student of martial arts for a long, long time. Um, I studied at a little school called Elite Training Center in Redondo Beach, California. It's where I, I, I you know, learned my, my craft for Krav Maga. Um, and uh, the instructors over there, ma mainly the the owner and main instructor, Brian Roshbach, he, uh, when I asked him about bringing his style over here to the East Coast, uh, he told me, just treat your people like gold, you know? Um, so I, I, I took that, that piece of advice. Um, so I treated everybody that walks in the door, whether they sign up or not, you know, they're treated like gold. Um, so even if they don't sign up, they leave here like, wow, like, you know, they were genuinely nice, you know? Um, so the, the part of, 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 you know, learning how to, or not should I say learning, listening as to how to treat people when they come in that door. Um, and um, one of my other mentors, Mark Slane uh, from USKMA, um, they cover a lot of the business, you know, side of things, you know, so listening to a lot of my mentors as to how they run their gyms, um, or have run their gyms, I, you know, created kind of, I won't say my own way of doing it, but I've taken bits and pieces from, you know, the people that I look up to the most. And, and this is a, a product of that environment, you know, and it's a good one too. So, um, I mean, when I first came here, uh, you told me about this concept of Ohana. Yeah, Ohana. And I was wondering if you could share that a little <laughs> bit with the audience. Um, Ohana, yeah, absolutely. So I, I uh, was blessed to have a, a trip for work uh, to Hawaii for two weeks. It's horrible, I know, I know. Most people would complain about going to Hawaii <laughs> for two weeks, right? Um, and uh, while I was there, uh, I was blown away. Like, I've never been to a place where I felt spiritually connected. It was it was weird, it's hard to explain, and I felt that in Hawaii. Um, and while I was there, uh, one of the gentlemen that, that, that was kind of driving me around back and forth for the whole two weeks that I was there, kept saying this word, Ohana. And I'm like, what is, what is Ohana? I keep hearing it. And he said, it means family, you know? Um, and I, to this day, I still get goosebumps when, when, I, when I talk about it because he, he literally treated me like Ohana. It was crazy. It was I was there. He just met me, and uh, but I was like part of his family. Um, 
so fast forward uh uh we open up here in in june of last year and uh you know the first few people that joined i'm like hey guys listen this is our ohana you know we take care of it and uh you know and then i saw the movie lilo and stitch afterwards i don't know if you've ever seen it mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you know he talks about how oh, this is my ohana it's small and broken he's like but it's mine <laughs> we created it you know um so i started literally calling everybody ohana and as you can see our little plaque up on right there on the desk it's uh a lilo and stitch ohana plaque that um, one of the members gave to us um so it's stuck and it's it's um it's something that I really want people to understand when they're here is nobody gets left behind. Um, you know, we're Ohana, so we take care of, of everybody that comes in the door. You know, everybody's like, like I showed you that meme, everybody's got a battle that they're fighting. Um, and, you know, we don't need to know what it is or what it was, um, but we just want people to know that we're here, you know. Um, I am blessed to have been able to learn at an early stage how to channel my frustrations and my angers and my depressions, you know, on the bag, on the mats, in the ring, you know. So I've been blessed and, and I've been able to uh, keep my demons at bay um, that way. So I want other people to feel that, you know, through this Ohana, they're not alone. You can come to us and we'll, we'll be there for you. Yeah, and I, I can attest to that because the first time I met you, um, we were at the Fuji Gym tournament. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I saw the Yamasaki patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met one of his instructors at uh, Yamasaki headquarters uh, a few months back. And I walk over, I saw these Yamasaki patches on the kids. And I was like, what? Is Yamasaki <laughs> up here? And I looked around, I saw, uh, you know, Coach Tony Rosario. And I was like, oh, I know that guy. I seen him, you know, teaching, you know, at the headquarters one day. Yeah. And uh, I walk over to him and He's like, oh, just embrace me with a big hug and introduce me to all you guys. Yeah. And right away, I felt the Ohana, you know? You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, man, you're your family. Like, you're from Yamasaki, you know, come join us, man. Like, yeah. we got food and water off to the side. You can put your bag by our stuff. And I was like, wow, I just felt Im immediately just, like, accepted, Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, 100%. Uh, I, I would say I, I definitely appreciate that. So, um... What is it that got you into uh, being a Krav Maga instructor and uh, leading you into opening a gym to begin with? Um, so I, I encountered Krav Maga in 2007, 2008. I was doing a job in Paraguay um, and I had come across some Israeli bodyguards. Uh, for There was a, a real big Latin American singer. His name is Alejandro Sanz. He was staying at the same uh, hotel as I was. Um, and I was trying to go into the gym where he was at and, and they wouldn't grant me access to the gym, even though I was a patron at the hotel. Um, the guy was about five foot six, maybe 150, 160 pounds soaking wet. You know, I'm a, uh, golden glove boxer from Haverhill. You know, I thought it was, you know, Mr. Know-it-all and whatnot. And I had no idea. I'm like, you know, do you guys even fight? You know, Israelis. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, man, he, uh, yeah, he introduced me to the world of Krav Maga like, <laughs> with a quickness. Um, so so uh, that was my first eye-opening experience with it. And, and I was really quickly brought to the terms where the size and strength doesn't really matter when it comes to, you know, aggression and force and, you know, um, knowing what you're doing, you know, training, really. Um, 
so that's that was my first introduction to it and then like i mentioned i i moved out to la and uh i trained at elite um and what brought me to becoming an instructor is coming back to the east coast and um seeing people throw the name around krav maga krav maga krav maga and me walking into these gyms and and it not being genuine it wasn't real it was you know karate with a flair you know and giving people a false expectation a false sense of security like hey you can beat you know any guy it, it doesn't matter big or small it's like you know people you got to realize that there's people out there that will come in harm you and your family and not think twice about it go down to you know mcdonald's and have a cheeseburger right so mm-hmm. um i needed to kind of bring the realism back to to the training make my training more um, you can't, I mean, you can't really bring in the reality, real knife into the, you know, the class and whatnot, right? But make it as real as possible. Really put all the techniques that you're instructing under stress so people understand what happens to the body um, and, and the brain under stress, you know, while you're being attacked. And that's a lot of things that I saw in a lot of the training out here. It was kind of just watered down, you know, it was, uh, people went after it for the marketing aspect and, and the you know, hey, let's bring in 60 new clients, right, and, and teach, you know, Krav Maga, and it wasn't. Uh, so that's what, what really kind of drove me to become an instructor, um, making sure that people got quality training um, and, and real-life training. So Yeah, and, and I, I will tell you that I took one of your classes, and that was the first <laughs> Krav Maga class I've ever taken, and, uh, you know, one thing I said about the environment, uh, it's loving and safe. And, uh, you know, it's a family here. But when it comes to teaching Krav Maga, you are uh, explaining it in a realistic yeah. self-defense yeah. aspect. And, uh, yeah, I want to make that clear. That, Thank you. You know, this is family and it's safe to train here. But this is how, you know, this is what you really want to consider right. out there. No, exactly. Um, you know, that's the thing is, is you have to... You have to be um, real about what you're teaching. Mark Slane says when somebody comes to you for self-defense classes, they are literally putting their lives in your hands, right? right? So when I teach, I literally teach from experience, situations that I have been in, you know, as a bouncer for years. Um, um, I'm Army vet, you know, so I, I have faced real-world violence. I have, you know, been swung at, sucker punched, the whole lot of things that, you know, most people aren't proud of, I'm not proud of, but right, they happen, right. it's real world violence. Right. Um, and this is why I choose to teach, because you know, I teach from experience. And so what what got you from going from an instructor to wanting to open your own gym? Craziness. <laughs> <laughs> Getting out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so as you know, if you've met Phil, um, Phil Phil is our marketing um, guru. He he's he's uh, awesome. He's also a friend, a confidant, um, one of the pillars of, of Conquer. Um, I can't forget to mention my co-owner, one of my best friends, Tommy Labatt, also. But going back to Phil, um, Phil, I needed to take my teaching to another level. I was teaching at other dojos. Um, and I noticed the programs were getting bigger, um, and and I needed to kind of really go away from like that comfy feel that you know these traditional martial art dojos were 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 you know teaching um, to more of a nitty gritty back to the to the grind what what Krav should be, um, 
but at the same time, you always have that self-doubt, right? Like, oh, you know, I'm going to potentially open up the school and it could fail. I mean, it could, right? Um, and Phil came over to shoot a video for me um, just to demonstrate a technique and whatnot. And uh, he posted it on YouTube and it went nuts. Mm. It went nuts, right? Mm. And then Phil starts chirping in my ear like, you need to go. Like, you need to open up your own place, you know? And I was like, no, no way, man. I have, like, maybe four people that'll follow me, you know, and that's it. And, you know, how am I going to open a door of four people and whatnot? Um, so he kept chirping in my ear, man. He was that, that little devil in my, my left shoulder saying, do it, man, you know, jump, jump, jump. And uh, reached out to an old friend of mine, Tommy, which you've met also, and, and uh, who had reached out to me earlier said, hey, if you ever think of doing your own thing, let me know because I'd love to be part of it. Um, so the universe started talking to me. It was it's uh, crazy how it happens, and and you know I'm not like uh, uh, you know you know I don't know like one of those people like oh the universe speaks to you, but man does it it really does you know um, things started happening in in life and out of the blue people would be like hey you know what you'd be a great school owner like people strangers you know. And uh, I started listening. I'm like, you know what? Why not? So Tommy and I sat down. We had a beer. And we started talking about, you know, what the what ifs and, and what we needed and whatnot. And uh, this is a testament to, you know, having friends believe in you um, and give you that nudge that that you need sometimes when you don't believe in yourself. You know, mm -hmm. pe other people do. Um, and I think we've all experienced it at some, you know, one point or another. But... Um, you know, you met my cousin Tony, um, phenomenal jiu-jitsu instructor, uh, and uh, the the four of us kind of all aligned, and this was it. You know, we all stay in our lanes, we all do what we're good at, and uh, I mean, you've seen it firsthand. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. it's incredible. Yes, so I have. that is that is you know the the how I shouldn't say I we came to opening up this school it was just uh, you know a buddy keep nudging me like hey do it mm -hmm. man do it do it do it you know you're gonna be fine um and then he, he went as far as sending me if you've never seen it it's a, a youtube clip from uh uh steve harvey it's a uh, jump it's in the middle of a, a shoot a take of uh the family feud and he starts talking to the crowd about how you'll never succeed if you don't jump you know mm. off that cliff of of being comfortable yeah you know i have to look that up man. look it up man it's deep um and i get goosebumps every time i watch it because that's one of the things phil sent me and uh, i'm like you bastard you know so <laughs> it uh it really motivated me to take that leap you know so it's it was huge so thank you phil and yeah. uh i and mean tommy. <laughs> yeah, and tommy <laughs> and tony yeah yeah um, I mean, it's true, man. You miss you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. That you don't take. And uh, I, I, I definitely feel the same way, yeah. you know. And thankful for people in my life who have nudged me and that I've listened to. Right. You know. Right. I feel like we've all got those people in our lives, but you know, the ones who succeed or you know, are fulfilled with what they're doing are the ones who listen to those outside voices. You know, that I feel are like inspired by the universe, pushing us to become. Uh, you know, better people. Yeah. Yeah, because you know? we're comfortable. You get comfortable. You're nine to five job and, you know, you know you get a paycheck every two weeks and, you know, mm -hmm. you're comfy. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, so I tell you what, like some of the training, I was uh, uncomfortable because it's been so long since I jumped rope and like was hitting the bag. I'm like, oh man, I'm getting sore. I'm getting tired. And uh, I looked over and I saw a saying on the back of one of your shirts. It said, uh, you know, the more you sweat in training, the less you bleed in battle. Yeah. You know, how did you come up with that? Uh, I didn't. That that's a that's a saying. Um, God, uh, I, I saw it. On, I, I think it was a USKMA shirt too. Um, but it resonates, right? Is the the more you sweat in here, the less you get hurt out there in real life. You know, it might have been from the Spartans or something. I'm yeah, not sure, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I wish I I could take credit for making that one up. But uh, I love the saying. Um, it just resonates to what we do. You know, I use Mike Tyson's phrase a lot too in here. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of instruction, a lot of martial arts instructions are based on hypothetics, right? Let's go through this this kata, or let's go through this, right? Well, like Tyson says, everything goes out the window when you get punched in the nose, right? Yeah. Everybody's got a plan you right. get punched in the right, nose, right? right. Um, so this is why we train. This is why we spar. This is why we have contact, you know? That adds so to that, that real factor. Right, so that it's not a hypothetic out there. Right, you know? I like it. I love it, actually. <laughs> And uh, something else you did in the warm-up um, was uh, it reminded me of my old wrestling practices. Man, we used to shadow wrestle yeah. uh, for warm-up mm -hmm. every every day. Yeah. Like every time we had practice, we were doing that. And uh, it's something I've never seen a jiu-jitsu gym do before, but you did it, uh, the boxing class did it, and I loved it. Yeah. Like, why do you incorporate that into uh, your warm-up? Um, it, it, it's a great, well, obviously a great way to uh, dynamically warm up. Um, at the same time, I get to correct a lot of the um, mistakes that people will make. You know, maybe mm. like short punching, not fully extending when they right, punch nice. and, and kick and all that. So it gives me time to really look at the weaknesses that some people may have um, and the strengths, of course, right? Um, I, I, I teach... I mean, you might have picked up on it, maybe. Um, I teach a lot, like, more on the positive reinforcement. You know what I mean? I, I let people, I, I call out the good things. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. hey, great job, you know, and whatnot. Um, and then, of course, if you're short punching, I'm like, hey, listen, make sure you fully extend that punch because in a real altercation, you don't want to rabbit punch people. You know, you want to fully extend and get the, you know, full range. Um, and then at the same time, you're sweating. Right. You know, whether you realize it or not, you're getting that heart rate up and you're loosening up your shoulders, your knees, your all your joints, um, you know, you saw with sprawling, break falling, the yeah, whole nine, yeah. right? So I want to incorporate a, a fight, you know, and at that class you were at, it was really big, so, which was great, because now you can incorporate, you know, uh, a, an altercation that breaks out in a tight spot, right? So now you right, got to right. worry about your 360. Yeah. People behind you, all around you, to the side, to the front, to the back, you know, so um, I like doing those dynamic warm-ups. And I, I did too, man. You brought me back to wrestling. Yeah. And, and uh, I agree with you, man. And uh, something I liked about it too was that uh, visualization practice, you know? Like uh, a lot of high-level athletes, they do a lot of visualization. Right. That's a time where I, my mind goes in that zone and I just feel like, uh, you know, a little more free where I can express and kind of play around. Yeah. With, you know, so yep. I loved it, man. I really appreciate Thank that. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. And that's what I love, the feedback too. You know, it's how... You get good feedback. You get, you know, people like, oh, I didn't like it because of this. And, and, you know, you learn from that. You learn from the feedback that you may, I may not like, you know. Um, but somebody else is looking at it from a different pair of eyes, you know. So right. uh, I, I take all feedback and, and trust me, I work on it, you know. So there's, there's always, I, I think I heard you say it was the biggest room, the room for improvement, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
I it's true. You know what I mean? It's so true. So uh, there's always room to improve as a student, as an instructor, and I'm always learning. I'm still a student, still a student. And I think that's what makes you a great coach. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, something else you said while we were, we were training, you said Krav Maga relates to, to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, and you're a practitioner of Jiu-Jitsu. Um, um, how does it relate to Jiu-Jitsu? Because I think a lot of people think Krav is like, like like myself, for instance, I'm thinking of a striking art, mm-hmm. you know, always, a, you know, gou- eye gouging. And like, so uh, is there a ground element to Krav? Yeah, absolutely. We do practice BJJ. Um, part of the reason why I got into BJJ, um, I needed to make it, um, you know, say 98% of the fights go to the ground, you know. Um, everybody starts up here, and then once one person gets tagged one or two, three times there, they don't want to get hit anymore. What are they right. going to do, right? Go to the ground. Yeah. Um, as as the technique I was demonstrating, right? What kicked in your natural wrestling abilities, yes, right? Yes, it did. Um, and what did you do? You took them to the this ground, exactly. right? <laughs> so so exactly, right? So I was horrible. I was a boxer. You know what did I know about groundwork? I didn't know anything. You know, um, until an altercation I had with a wrestler. <laughs> you know, and and what happened? I went to the ground. You know, and and. Uh, I was swimming with sharks there, you know. I, I knew nothing about the ground, and 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 he was comfortable there. So, um, this was many years ago, but um, it, it got me thinking, you know. Um, and then uh, in 2012, 2013, I don't know if you knew, but Coach Tony Rosario donated his kidney to my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that whole transition, um, it got ugly there for a couple days. My brother really didn't you know, turn around as quickly as, as he should have. And I got nervous. I wasn't sure if he was going to pull through or not. So I was like, I'm going to need something to distract me from what I'm about to go through. Um, and I reached out to my first uh, jujitsu coach ever um, and didn't know him from a hole in the wall, but we spoke on the phone. I'm sitting in the ER waiting room. Um, we spoke on the phone for about an hour. And uh, the feeling that he had given me, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, you know, it wasn't a martial arty feel. It was like a, like an Ohana feel, you know? Right. And uh, I got into the world of jiu-jitsu. Um, it complements Krav where the, in, in, the, in the fact that your fight will end up on the ground. So you need to know how to defend yourself on the ground. Krav, yes, we do cover groundwork. We, you know, there's a lot of groundwork. We throw arm bars, triangles, the whole nine. Um, I'm going for my black belt now in uh, October um, it, under USKMA. Um, I'm still focusing on getting my black belt under elite. That's going to take a, a long time, but I'm still focusing on that. But the groundwork that we do is more combative. It's we, We'll strike, try to get an armbar. If we do get the armbar, we just try to reverse the, the position. So now I'll take a mount instead of you know being on the armbar because we worry about um, multiple attackers, right? You know, um, we do know the ground. I shouldn't say no. We 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 understand it. We understand the ground, but we try not to stay on the ground too long for that same fear of maybe a weapon right. being introduced or. So you're preparing for the worst. So yeah, if you go to the ground, this is how you deal with it and get back up as quick as possible. Right. So Krav, you know, we say uh, you're you're trying to take a shitty situation and making it less shittier. Right. You know? So. Yeah, but we do cover the ground. So, I mean, you've seen some of our female students, and um, they're fierce. They're tough, man. You know, so I look at them, and I'm like, God forbid anybody ever, like, you know, tried to one-up you and take you to the ground because you're a female. Like, 
they're gonna bite off more than they can chew. Yeah, right. You know, so it's a more of a combative aspect. It's not. It is jujitsu, but we'll add strikes to it. Right. You know, so. because that's a real element. Right. Which uh, is important to at least cover and be aware of. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were as we were talking, and uh, you had brought up a few people already. You know about. Uh, who you surround yourself as a team yeah you, you kind of uh um you told me that you feel like you're a part of like an elite like navy seal squad you know a yeah. team you know everybody's got um a role and everybody's has their specialty um i was wondering if uh you could talk to us about the different people on your team maybe who you haven't mentioned already and how you guys work together to create that navy seal type of teamwork yeah, um, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, you met Sylvia. Yeah, uh, my calves are sore right now because of <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. Sylvia is a uh, man. Uh, what's a good way to describe her? A warrior. Um, she's been through hell and back. You know, um, she she really has, and 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 this is why I I love these people that that I'm surrounded with, right? Because like I said, uh, we've all had our our battles, right? What was that meme I showed you? Like maybe the battles I've suffered were, you know, be to prepare myself to help you through yours, right? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, she's uh, she's dynamic. Uh, you know, when I brought her in here at first, we didn't have any heavy bags set up. This was just an open open place, and she was teaching at a legit boxing gym. Um, her and I met God in like nineteen ninety one, I think. You know, at a boxing gym, you know. She she's got a lot of history together. She's been in the game for a long time, man. She really has. Uh, she's legit. She's legit. Um, so, uh, you know, it's one of the first people I thought of when I was opening up this place. Um, and at first, you know, we had doubts because, you know, she'd call me up. Hey, there's only one person, you know, showed up to class and whatnot. And, and she's like, should I stay? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, you teach that one person, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and lo and behold... <laughs> You know, fast forward a year, you saw her class, right? Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's awesome. Um, so Sylvia is, is uh, for sure one of our, our pillars. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She connects with the with the class. They love her. She looks mean as shit, but she's <laughs> she's uh, she's a teddy bear, man. She don't scare me. I'm going to tell you right now, Sylvia. You don't scare me. Um, but, yeah, man, she's, she's, she's the best at what she does. And as you saw, I mean, people, everybody connects with her. Um, you know, you've seen Phil. Phil is our marketing, media, social media guru. Um, puts us on the map. Like, just, you know, he slays it with the videos. I have people hitting me up from, I'm not even exaggerating, all over the world. Like, hey, who made your website? Hey, who who did that video for you? Hey, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, it's um, my buddy Phil. You know, they're thinking I'm going out there, reaching out to, like, a huge, like, company or whatever. And it's it's all organic. Um yeah, and, and he's a friendly dude, and he has kids that are a part of the jiu-jitsu program as well, Yeah, too. they they both roll here, so Jonah and Reese are two little savages, man. They go into <laughs> tournaments and, like, literally just kind of, like, uh, they just outwork their uh, their opponents, man. Um, but it is, so that that's the Ohana vibe, right? Right. Um, we have, you know, families. That families of five that train here. Mother, husband, uh, and three kids, you know, that, that, that train here. Um it's insane. Um, you know, my one of my best friends and co-owner, Tommy Labatt, um, 
he started taking jujitsu when we opened. He'd never done it before. Fell in love with it. Um, it's is, awesome. He's a savage too. Like he's very calm and mellow, but he he watches man and and he gets that technique like the first time he sees it. So you roll with him, it's you're in trouble if you start like you know kind of you know getting lazy or trying to go through the motions. Man, he'll he'll throw a triangle on you quick. So uh, he's real good. He oh. said his his son wrestles too. Yeah, so. his son wrestles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if yeah. He ever gets uh, his son ever gets bigger than him, he'll at least have some you know some play defense. You know, <laughs> we need to man. <laughs> he can take 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 it down by the wrestler. Oh, absolutely, we got to. These kids are getting bigger and bigger. Man, it's insane. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, Phil, Tommy, you know, and then obviously my cousin Hector, we call him Tony also, um, you know, we obviously wouldn't have a jujitsu program if, if it wasn't for him, you know, um, instructors are, I shouldn't say everywhere, but everybody wants to teach, right? Everybody wants to be an instructor, but can you connect with your students? Can you connect with the parents, right? Can you express or can you project what you know you know I, I i we've gotten a lot of flack around here like oh well you know we don't you don't have a black belt instructor or you don't have a, a you know your crowd instructor isn't an mma fighter i've seen mma fighters that that are phenomenal fighters but cannot project what they know right you know i've seen it too right so yep. so that that's the difference right that's the that's the caveat is like you have to be able to connect with your student and your audience and be able to take what you know and express it, show it, and explain it, you know? So um, that's, he's phenomenal at that. The kids' classes, insane, you know? So um, that that's our, our, our core team. We have a few, you met um, Tara last night who will be coming on board with us. We'll do another podcast when she's on board. Definitely, definitely. She's a savage. She's a beast. She has a following already that's going to be coming on to the new squad and the new place. Um, so, I mean, and of course, our extended family, right? Our family, um, you know, wives and kids. They, they, as much as I never give my wife enough credit, um, I, I should because I spend a lot of time here, right? Um, so, it's it's uh, from my own family, you know. It it does take me away from being able to coach my own kids in baseball or you know basketball or help out. Not that I'm a basketball player, but I used to help out, you know, um, the coaching. So you gotta give thanks to that support squad too, you know, um, our immediate families that that you know are on the sidelines, kind of rooting us on. Right. So yeah, yeah. and uh, something I ask all the guests on our show. Um, about a code of character, you know, like what is it that stands out to you if we were to create a code of character for the grappling community? And uh, you mentioned mutual respect. Yeah. And uh, I believe that you live that character quality. Thank you. You know, just yeah. as you were talking, I was like, it was popping in my mind, like, you know, all the people around him, like, he's got this mutual respect and they have that same thing for you. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that stands out to me that makes you guys such an effective team here. You're all great at connecting with the students and teaching what you know and working together with each other. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, you have to, and that's what I said, uh, you know, and, and I will, let me, me, full disclaimer, I'm, you know, I'm not a Navy SEAL, but this is how, <laughs> uh, this is how, you know, you know, you operate as a squad, right? You operate as a team. Um, in, in the military, you say you shoot, move, communicate, you know, so we make sure that, as you saw last night, we have little meetings here and there um, where we have to 
put all our brains together and, you know, moving forward, this is what's going to happen, this is what we're going to do um, internally, right? And then with our st- our students and families, we you show that mutual respect, you know, that, that admiration. Hey, it's hard for parents, too. I know they're coming in right. sideways. They yep. just left work at, you know, 5 o'clock to get their kids here for 6 o'clock class. And so it's it's a... Uh, it is a sacrifice all around, you know, so we give that respect to people. Cause yeah. I, I remember my mom doing it, you know, so I know I, I can only imagine how she felt, and I'm, we show that to these parents. Right, and that's honorable, man. I'm, it's uh, It shows that you do that. Thank you. So, um, you know, having mentioned all that, like you said that, you know, you mentioned a new location. I mean, you've just opened up. Uh, a little more than a year ago, and you guys have been so efficient and effective at what you've been doing that you're already busting at the seams with growth. Yeah. So you're, uh, you've you looked into a new location, you found one, you're uh, setting the stage. Uh, I know there's a lot of details still to work out, but what what's the grand vision of that new location? Grand vision uh, is... is uh once again, family, right? Um, so you saw, I mean, you saw some of the inner workings of it. Um, having a place where, you know, if, if your child is, you know, rolling on the mat, you can go uh, do your own thing. You can, you know, hop on a treadmill or an elliptical and get a quick workout in while your child works out or uh, or anything really, you know, come in any time of the day and, and give yourself a quick workout. Um, I want to have something where people that come to us don't want to, or need to go anywhere else. You know, I want to have whatever it is people need where we're at and just want to be around us all the time. You know, that's that's the uh, the feel that I've tried to create. You know, we have it here in a small little spot. You know, as people as you saw take uh, three, four classes in a row. You know, they don't leave. And, you know, and then they want to get together and go break bread next door at the restaurant, you know, and, and it's so cool to watch. Um, so... That is the uh, the feel that I, I want to continue to have over there is just people don't want to leave. I, I think that's a phenomenal concept, you know what I mean, to create a gym environment where the kids could be doing one thing, the father could be doing another, and the mother could be doing another, and everybody's getting a, a, a workout in that everybody, I'm sure, wants to do because it's just better for your life. Like. Yeah. Not, and everybody says, like, oh, I got to take the kids here or there, and they don't have time for themselves. But you're creating an environment where you're creating the family environment. So that time is everybody's time to work on themselves. Right. You know, so yeah. everybody's got something to do and work towards. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? That's, that's a great way to put it, man. It's true. And, and you think about it, right? Everybody has their own stress, right? I mean, even little kids, they, they have stress. It's, you know, maybe their homework or, or whatever. Or maybe they're being picked on at school, you know, and they get to take it out safely in a safe environment, right, on the bag with focus mitts or rolling or any any which way other than through violence or, uh, you know, um, taking it out on uh, beating up a kid at school or something. You know what I mean? So the positive environment in a safe location where you can channel whatever it is you have all the way from, you know, young kids to, to us adults, right? We do right. Who's gonna, you know, we gonna pay the mortgage this month? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, we all have our stresses. Yeah. You just have to find a channel. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't go away. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. So, uh, you know, with all of that, is there, 
Yeah, anything that you want to say in closing to anybody who might be listening to this podcast? Uh, train. Find yourself, you know, find yourself a school. It doesn't, uh, you know, if you're not close to us, you know, go train. Find yourself a school. Um, vet your instructors, you know what I mean? Um, make sure they're speaking from experience or teaching from experience and, and whatnot. Um, it, it's uh, it's changed my life. Uh and, you know, Brian, uh, my instructor out in L.A., said, uh, you know, you're going to change a lot of lives. And, and I didn't understand at the time what, what he meant. Um, now I'm seeing it. So find yourself a school. Go train. Uh, live the life. You know, respect thy neighbor. <laughs> right, yeah. right on, right on. So if you, if you don't live in New Hampshire... Find somewhere to train. But if you do live in New Hampshire, Conquer Self-Defense is the place to go, <laughs> all right? So uh, how can uh, we find you, or how can everybody follow you and what, what you guys are doing? Um, we're on Facebook, uh, Conquer Self-Defense, uh, a website, ConquerSelfDefense.com. And uh, if you ever, you know, if you have any questions or whatnot, you can hit me up. Um, it's Anthony at ConquerSelfDefense.com. Nice. And uh, with everybody looking at Grappling Real, you can find us at Facebook. Our Facebook page is Grappling Real. And Instagram is at Grappling Real, R-E-A-L, because uh, that's the type of conversations we have. All right. So uh, like us, subscribe, give us a review. We appreciate it. And with that, have a wonderful uh, afternoon where we're at so uh, thank you just want to give you a handshake hug absolutely ohana brother. brother yes ohana man thank you see you guys